All right, guys, let's get into all the triggers about the holidays. Welcome to another episode of Binge Eating to Food Freedom with me, Katie Papo. If you're ready for genuine and lasting freedom from binge eating, emotional eating, or out-of-control food issues, you are in the right place. Subscribe, follow, and enjoy the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. I'm Katie Papo, and today we will be getting into holiday triggers. And holiday triggers can come about with food. It can come about with family, and these are really the two big ones, I think, in our world. So um, as you guys know, I've been doing Q&A this this season, season four, and this question came from Mary. So Mary, first of all, thank you for your question. Mary asks, how do I avoid too many sweets or desserts over the holidays? Uh, So that was Mary's question, and then I did receive uh, from a number of others how to handle holiday triggers in general. So this could be um, fear about seeing family who you haven't seen since you gain all the weight, or maybe there's this specific family member who is especially trying for you, who makes comments or says, oh, you really wanna eat that and has little ways that they trigger you. So what I will go into in this episode really boils down to two pieces of guidance. I've always found that, especially when we're feeling triggered, it's best to simplify things because when we're triggered and we're in a stressful state of mind, we don't think well, we don't think as clearly and it's hard to gather ourselves. So the more we can simplify what we're focusing on, the easier time we'll have because we're basically taking away uh, ways for us to get tripped up. So I'm gonna boil this down to two pieces of guidance for you. If you are listening live, please say hello. If you have questions as we go, please ask and let me know in the comments if you're watching live or you're watching the replay. Okay, so I received an email Uh, maybe about a week ago, of somebody who was giving, uh, she had a similar title to what this podcast episode is, How to Handle Your Holiday Triggers. And I opened it up and I was reading and it seemed like the same advice that everybody gives all the time when it comes to the holidays. I wrote some of it down. One of them was eat, eat, eat uh, first, eat before you go so you're not hungry when you're there and then you'll be less likely to binge uh, or eat quote unquote bad foods. That's a very classic conventional advice I've seen everywhere that I disagree with. I'll get into my pieces of advice in a minute. Um, Another piece of advice that she had was decide what you will eat in advance. So that way, once you get there, you have a plan. Uh, Another piece of advice was in advance, also talk to your family about your triggers and tell them specifically what they should or shouldn't talk about around you. Limit their, try to limit their diet talk to you. Try to limit what they say to you. Try to set boundaries in that way. So this is the the sort of realm of advice that I see circulating around weight loss worlds and around Um, even eating disorder worlds in in terms of trying to control triggers. But really, what does this all boil down to? Like when I see pieces of advice, I really just see like two umbrella things. Number one, stick with the plan. And number two, control the world. (laughs) 
right? Because everything is either here's what not to do. So you can stick to your plan of whether it's your eating plan or your diet plan, your food rules, you know, stick to stick to the plan, find whatever means necessary to stick to your plan and then control the world, right? Tell this person what they can't say to you anymore and what's not acceptable and what's not appropriate and what's not allowed or try to avoid this person. Um, so essentially, this can be very defeating for us, right? Because now the holidays are not about enjoyment. They're not about bonding. They're not about gratitude. They're about control because you're either controlling yourself with all your willpower or you're trying to control your family or friends, which deep down, you know, you can't control. So then there's all this stress about what will they do? Does that make sense? So I found that these kinds of pieces of advice are so unhelpful because it basically relies and for everything to go smoothly, uh, you, you need to avoid control, stick to your plan. And it's just like, how much willpower can a person exert when this is supposed to be a freaking holiday? right? This is supposed to be your time to relax and take time off work and see your loved ones. But instead it turns into this entire inner battle that's not just lasting for the holidays itself, but think about all of the worry we have in advance, right? Just anticipating what that family member will say is torture. Maybe even beyond when they actually say it because we've spent so much time worrying about it. And then of course, after the holidays, then we ruminate, oh, I can't believe I ate all that. I can't believe she said that to me. Now it's like, it's it's trauma before, it's trauma during, it's trauma after. And none of these pieces of advice I've found are super helpful. So in order to answer the Mary, your question about how to avoid too many sweets, desserts, and also um, to answer all the other questions about how to handle holiday triggers in general, here are the two things that I want to talk about. So first of all, let me kind of address Mary's first. So look at the way this question is phrased, right? And a lot of you guys have asked questions in this, in this framework. So I want to point it out as a general thing. How to avoid too many sweets or desserts. Others of you have said the same thing. How to avoid this family member. How to avoid feeling this way. How to avoid this trigger food. How to avoid binging. Now, when we place our focus on avoidance, right? How to avoid something, the mind doesn't know where to focus other than on the thing that you're avoiding, right? Because that's where, even in your language, that's where you're placing your attention, right? How to avoid sweets and desserts. Okay, so the mind says sweets, desserts. That's where the mind automatically goes. And if you guys have been listening to my episodes in the past, you know... Uh, very clearly by now that when we try to avoid specific foods, right? Let's say I'm trying to avoid carbs or I'm trying to avoid sugar. I'm trying to avoid desserts. Now, psychologically, that's all my mind can think about. That's all I want. Maybe I didn't even want it before, but now that I can't have it, I sure do. Right? So that's immediately where the mind goes. So automatically, if you're, if you're, looking at, if you're approaching this from the standpoint of how can I avoid these foods, that's where your mind will directly go. And not only, even if you make it through the holidays without eating those foods, right? Let's say you make it through the whole holidays, you're fighting yourself, you're trying not to eat those foods. Even if you don't make it, even if you do make it, what are you going to do as soon as it's over? Right? You're going to binge on those foods. 
because you deprived yourself for the entire holidays and now that's all you can think about. Or during the holidays even, and you and look at like a standard typical binge as an example. I know a lot of you guys have experienced this, right? We'll want something, right? Like let's say I want a dessert, okay? Let's say I want ice cream. Now, if I tell myself, no, 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 ice cream's bad. I'm trying to avoid sugar, so I'm not going to have ice cream. What am I going to have? Oh, maybe I'll have a bowl of cereal. Oh, maybe I'll have some bread. Oh, maybe I'll have this protein bar. Oh, maybe I'll have this yogurt. Oh, maybe I'll have. And I start, because I'm trying specifically not to have the ice cream, I'm just eating all this other stuff that I don't actually want, trying to satisfy that ice cream craving, but with things that will never satisfy it. So what ends up happening? I end up eating the ice cream, right? Eventually we cave and we eat the ice cream, but now I've already eaten all this other stuff. So it's not even enjoyable to have the ice cream anymore because I'm so full. Ever experienced that? Let me know in the comments. So, so already if we're going into the holidays with this idea of avoidance, I need to avoid these things. How do I avoid this? We're already setting ourselves up for a disaster where we're going to ultimately binge on that thing, whether it's sooner or later. I always say for every restriction, there's an equal and opposite binge. Um, so here's the first piece of guidance that I want to give you to help you get out of that cycle. Instead of focusing on what you're trying to avoid, focus on what you want to experience. Focus on what you want to create. Focus on what you want to cultivate. So it's the holidays, right? What would be your ideal outcome or situation in the holidays, right? Let me give a simple example. Over the holidays, I would like to enjoy my family and enjoy the food. Let's keep it simple like that, okay? I would like to enjoy my family. I would like to enjoy the food. Now, everything that you do, if you keep that focus in your mind, enjoyment, right? Now you're not focusing on avoidance. You're focusing on enjoyment. So now as you're moving forward, your mind has something to focus on to create. So let's say your focus is on enjoying your family right? If you notice yourself not enjoying your family, you bring your mind back to, oh yeah, I'm here to enjoy. And sometimes enjoyment will be expressing gratitude for someone else. Sometimes enjoyment will be giving yourself some space <laughs> from your family because sometimes you enjoy them best when you have some space, right? Um, or some breaks at least. Sometimes uh, enjoyment will look like, you know, reflecting on your memories together, or laughing together, right? So when you're focused on enjoying, all of your energy now is going to that thing. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. Remember that saying, where your attention goes, your energy flows. So if you're thinking about avoiding desserts, your mind is still thinking of desserts because that's where your attention's going. Your energy is flowing towards the desserts. If you're thinking about um, enjoyment, right? Enjoyment of your family, now that's where your attention's going. That's where your energy's flowing. Now, what about enjoying the food? Because some of us has this, have this fear of, oh, well, if I enjoy the food, I'll never stop eating. But no, no, no. I'm not talking about eating through pain. We're talking about, remember, the goal is not 
eating a certain quantity. You set your goal, I'm setting our hypothetical goal, as enjoyment. So as you're eating, you will focus on eating the things that you truly enjoy, right? You're not going to have those fillers of foods that you think you should have, and then you end up just eating more because then you ate the foods you think you should have, but then you ate the bad foods anyway, and blah, blah, blah. Instead, you focus on enjoying your food. So you'll have the foods that you like and you'll have in the quantity that feels enjoyable, right? Because if we're focused on enjoyment and satisfaction, if we start to find ourselves in pain because of eating too much of this one thing, or maybe this, so now that I'm eating it, it's becoming too sweet, right? If we keep eating, we're no longer in enjoyment. But if you keep your focus on enjoyment, what are the chances you're going to eat a much more comfortable amount that actually feels good to you, that actually felt enjoyable, right? So notice how when you're focused instead of on, well, this is the right quantity and I'm not going to eat more than this quantity. All of a sudden now we're restricting mode. Now all we want to do is eat more than that quantity and, and it's, it's a disaster. Then we end up binging and then we feel bad and then we're ruminating. Oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? Instead, if we focus on enjoyment, I'm going to eat the foods I enjoy the most. I'm going to eat the quantities that feel the most enjoyable to me physically and mentally, right? Because if I'm in physical pain, that is not enjoyable, right? Sometimes maybe the feeling of being a little overfull, that does feel enjoyable. There's no perfect amount. It's about what feels good, right? So when you're focused on what feels good, you're focused on your, your attention is going to feeling good. Your energy is going to feeling good. Chances are you're going to feel much better. Does that make sense? Um, so that's the first piece of advice that I want to give you that you're probably not getting elsewhere is instead of trying to focus all of this energy on what to avoid and what not to focus on, focus on what you do want to cultivate, the experience you do want to have, where your attention goes, your energy will flow there. That makes sense? Okay. Let's go into number two. So first of all, Mary, I hope that answered your question for you. Um, as you're listening, feel free to write in the comments if you if there's anything you need clarity on. Okay, now number two, we're gonna talk about um, triggers of people, right? Because people kind of show us where our own insecurities are, right? When they say something, if it rattles us, if it triggers us, chances are we think that on some level that that's true. And that's why it's so triggering. Um, and a lot of us worry, especially if we've gained weight since the last time people saw us, what are they going to think? Um, we worry about judgments of others. Sometimes we have family members who just need to give us their opinions on what we should be eating and what what's wrong with us and all of that stuff. A lot of times when we visit our families, it's like we, we regress to being children. So, um, so a lot of the conventional advice out there, right, is to talk to family members in advance. You tell them, well, this is not acceptable and I would appreciate it if you didn't say this around me. Um, let's not do diet talk. Um, blah, blah, blah. Now, we you can do that. I'm not saying that that's bad at all. But I am saying you better not rely on that because you can't control your family. And even if you do have that conversation in advance, they can still do that exact thing. And you have no control over them whatsoever. Uh, one of my good friends 
She is a non-smoker after being a smoker for a very long time. Her mom recently came to visit and she told her mom in advance, please don't smoke in my car. Right now her mom said, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. As soon as she gets in the car, (laughs) she starts smoking and she forgot. She just totally forgot. Now, so it's not even, and sometimes family members will do things particularly to be triggering, but sometimes they just forget because you're not the first thing on their mind or the only thing on their mind. So if you're trying to control the world by telling them to not say things around you or to treat you a certain way, yeah, you can say that and you can make those requests. There's nothing wrong with making requests. But if you're relying on that for your own mental sanity during the holidays, you're going to be sorely disappointed because people forget or people don't care. I say that with love. Um, people have their own stuff going on during the holidays. The, you are, are likely not the forefront of their mind. So, um, so don't rely on someone else for your mental stability. Don't rely on someone else for your happiness. What do we do instead? Instead, will you set boundaries in a way that isn't often talked about? So in the conventional example that I just gave where you speak to someone and ask them to do this or not do this around you, we might call that setting a boundary, right? I'm, set, I'm drawing a line saying, don't cross this line. But here's the thing. The boundary isn't for them. The boundary is for you. Stick with me for a second. So if you can't control them, who can you control? Yourself. You can only control yourself. Now, so your job is not to say, this person can't do this thing to me. Your job is to know, you you can express that first of all, you can let them know, hey, this is my boundary, but there needs to be a second piece to that boundary. The second piece is what you will do if that boundary is crossed. And if you know that in advance, now you have control over something. And you don't have to worry about what they do in advance because you already know what you're going to do next. So, for example, my friend who had that thing with her mom, with the smoking, she said to her, if you smoke in my car, you will never be allowed to drive my car again. That was her boundary. So even if her mom did smoke in the car, right, then... She would, and Kelly uh, can say, okay, well now you can't drive my car anymore. And her mom already would have been informed of that in advance. It's not like she's pulling a, a shocker on her. So, um, and then what happened from her mom ended up not smoking in her car. Fabulous. Now with your family, you can have something similar. Um, if this person says this to me, I will do this. And it doesn't need to come from a negative place, by the way. None of this needs to come out of anger or resentment or anything like that. It's just coming out of your loyalty to you and your own mental health and your own emotional well-being. That's the only place it needs to come from, not from hate for anybody, because we know everyone's got their own stuff. Let's have some compassion for everybody, especially if they're picking on you right? Chances are they pick on themselves way worse. That tends to be how it works. Um, Hi, Nancy. Nice to see you. So your boundary is for yourself. It's not for anyone else. Um, And also remember that you are not a victim. You can always leave 
right? If this, per, you know, maybe if it's something more severe, right? We had one client um, who's working in us with our rewired eating program now, and her father-in-law is very cruel to her. And she is subjecting herself to this year after year during the holidays because she wants to see the rest of the family. And um, so she puts up with it. So we were talking about that and um, she had never considered the idea of leaving. And I want to just remind you of this, not because you need to leave. If you don't want to leave, you don't have to. But a lot of us, we go into these situations already with a victim mindset as if you don't have a choice. You do have a choice. Of course you have a choice. You are a grown person. You can literally get up and remove yourself whenever you want or not even attend in the first place if it's that traumatic for you. Um, and I say this to give you kind of a more extreme example just to show how much autonomy you actually have. That this is not a requirement of you, right? You can say no. And if you're choosing to go, you can have your boundary for when you're there, right? If this person says this, you know, I will go and sit over there. And you can just let them know kindly in advance. Hey, I know that you um, are really into your diet right now. I find that really like triggering for me because I'm trying to get out of that world. So if you're talking about diet talk, that's cool. Like you can do that, but just know that I'll probably just like exit the conversation. And then not a big deal. Now you've already told them it was done in a kind way and you can follow up with that. Does that make sense? So this is how you set boundaries where you don't have to worry about whether or not people will follow them because you know what you will do if that's the case. Okay, so these are my two pieces of advice for you. Just to recap, number one, focus on what you do want, not what you don't because where your attention goes, your energy flows. And number two, instead of trying to control the world, Focus on yourself. And in the case of boundaries, set your own boundary for yourself rather than, than to try to control everyone. Okay, because let's face it, who wants a holiday just trying to control yourself constantly? You're trying to control the world constantly with things that feel really impossible to control. Focus on your enjoyment. Focus on love. Focus on gratitude. Focus on the energies that you want to bring in for your new year. Reflect on what you did well this past year. Right? Like, let yourself really see what you want out of the experience rather than just trying to survive and get through it. Let it be enriching and fulfilling for you in whatever way that looks like. All right. So with that, I will say happy holidays. Now, for those of you, I'll just make a quick announcement. For those of you who are uh, looking to join our rewired eating program, and if you don't know what that is, this is our 12-week immersion this is where we help you heal your entire relationship with food from the inside out. So I'm talking binge eating, emotional eating, food addiction, um, any kind of compulsive overeating. This is where we help you completely heal your, not just try to force it and stop it, but instead completely heal it. So that way it doesn't even come up as an issue anymore. So all of these triggering situations that come up for you, they're not even triggering situations anymore. How cool is that? So if a certain food used to trigger you, we help you so this food just becomes like a neutral thing and it's no longer a trigger for you. So we have a 12-week process where we take you through various phases 
in healing this relationship with food. So that way you can go from having this compulsive, obsessive, um, time, mind consuming relationship with food into being peaceful and having ease around it and enjoying it, but it's not compulsive. It doesn't feel out of control. You can just enjoy, move on, and instead focus your energy instead of on what to eat or what not to eat or how much to eat or how much not to eat. Instead, you're focusing on love for your family, growing yourself, um, growing in your passions, growing in your career, and, and embracing all the wonderful things that life has to offer, which we are robbed from when we cannot be present in our lives or in ourselves because we are so consumed by food. And this program I've created, especially for those of you who have been struggling for at least five years, okay? Most of our clients have been struggling for at least 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, even more than that. Many of our clients have been struggling for decades, have already done all the diets they can think of, all the therapy that they can muster, perhaps even residential treatment, bariatric surgery, eating disorder, residential treatment, you name it, they've done it all. And if you feel like you fall in that camp and you don't know what to do and you know that restricting is making it worse, but you also feel like you can't stop restricting and you have maybe health issues that where your doctor's telling you restrict and it's all just a muddle and mental confusion and it's just all consuming for you, this is where I would invite you to start seriously considering investing in yourself because the truth and what I know and what I've seen to be true is that this is not something that just gets easier over time. If you've already been struggling for this long, this is something that tends to only get worse and starts to cost you your health on much larger levels as a result of that. Also financially on much larger levels, forget just the binge food that's thousands of dollars a year. But add medical expenses on top of that, forget about it. That can bankrupt people. Um, not only that, but the mental and emotional toll, right? Just living in that brain every day, like what would it be worth to just not live in that brain? So if this is you and you feel like food is just consuming your life and you know that you're this smart, capable person and you feel like you're missing out on your life because food is all consuming, you are the type of person who I would invite to seriously consider investing in your freedom this year. And the holidays are a beautiful time to start that because you already have all of these triggers built into your life, really any time of year, because we know we're being triggered constantly, right? Because we're eating every day and food is the thing that triggers us. But when you're bringing, um, when you, when, when you have like these built-in triggers into your life, this is like the perfect time to do this work. So um, it's very ideal. So if you're interested in joining us in rewired eating, we have some spaces open before the end of the year. Um, and make no mistake, this is work. You will need to show up and do the work. But I will give you the, the structure of exactly what to do. You will not have to figure anything out yourself. I will give you everything that you need. Be there to help you every single step of the way. And as we go, you will find more and more peace, more ease, more relief. The things that used to trigger you will no longer be triggers. You just forget about them. And um, your relationship with food grows increasingly, quote unquote, normal. I would say even better than normal because now you're really healing yourself and you can really appreciate um, 
that part of your life and other parts of your life more after you've been taken away from them for so long. So, um, so I invite you to reach out to me if this calls to you. I invite you to reach out to me because um, I know that for me, when I have long-term issues that I need fixed, this is something where I sit down at the end of the year and I look at where do I want my focus to be next year? Where do I want it to not be anymore? And if you're done and you just don't want to struggle with food and you know that freedom would be life-changing for you, I definitely invite you to reach out, ask any of the questions. You can go to my website for more information about that, katiepapo.com. You can find more information about the Rewired Eating 12-Week Immersion Program. Give it a read. If you have questions, just reach out and I'll be here to help. All right, guys. So I will talk to you soon and I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, follow, or leave a kind review. If you're ready to get down to business and work with me to end your food issues permanently, please reach out or go to katiepapo.com for more info. Be kind to yourself, and I hope to see you for the next episode.